Welcome to Love, Life, and Law of Attraction with Lisa Hayes. This is the place where you'll learn how to find the love of your life and build a life you love. Hello, everybody. This is Lisa, and I am here today. We are waiting for our guest to dial in. I... We're going to be talking with Matthew David O'Grady about gratitude and what that means in a really practical way. I mean, I think this is a topic that we discuss a lot, and it's kind of fuzzy around the edges. It's one of those sounds good in theory, maybe difficult to practice in reality types of things. I think Matthew has had some incredibly profound experiences with gratitude as a real tangible thing. And before we even get started, and I let Matthew introduce himself, I'm going to give my doggy disclaimer that they sit next to me and they snore, so the rumbling noise in the background is not Wookiees, it's puppies. Matt, I'm so happy to have you. How are you today? I'm uh, really wonderful. I love that disclaimer. That's That's pretty spectacular. Well, last week, literally... I went from one room to another. I locked myself in the sauna. That didn't work. I ended up sitting on my bed and put them under the blankets and a pillow over them, and you could still hear them snoring. So God bless the dogs. Anyhow, tell us about you. Like, I, Not all of my listeners, most probably do, but not all of them know who you are. So kind of give us an intro, some background, a bio, and then a little bit of lead up to what really brought you to kind of distill down this gratitude work? Sure. So uh, the the background is uh, I'm a guy who grew up in New York. I'm originally from Queens, New York, and um, grew up a little rough and tumble and, uh, you know, thought that's kind of how life was supposed to be. I got involved in sports and martial arts and as through college, nightclubs and, and all of that kind of New York City scene stuff. And, then I said, you know, this isn't really working for me. I want to do something different with my life. Well, I didn't choose something all that different, really. I ended up choosing um, to join the military and uh, train to become uh, a special forces human being. And uh, that slingshot me into a completely different direction. And that's uh, what woke me up to my spiritual path in my early 20s. So that's a, a little bit of, uh, you know, the, the very short condensed version of, of how uh, that, that this whole journey uh, really began. And uh, from there, it's been uh, the last 20 years have been much more enjoyable for me. Uh, it doesn't mean that uh, uh, there isn't things to work with and challenges to overcome and all sorts of opportunities to practice what I preach. Uh, that's definitely there. But um the way things have unfolded to this point of writing books and becoming a coach and, and all of that is, is really fascinating to me because spirituality um, was something that was really more of like, okay, I was trying to fix myself, trying to heal myself. And then when I kind of got over some of the, the basic issues that I was dealing with, depression, sadness, confusion about my life direction, um, uh, a lot of physical issues that I was dealing with from becoming a disabled veteran. Uh, then it became more like a hobby. It was like a weekend thing. I did workshops and still loved it. I was very inspired by it. I did 
didn't really know that I was going to end up in this kind of a place as a, as a teacher, as a leader in space. Um, but little by little, uh, experience by experience, the layers were pulled away and I became more and more inspired to uh, learn as much as I could and then share that with others. So that's what uh, led me to writing a book about gratitude because gratitude was gratitude and appreciation were really some of the uh, kind of first powerful tools that I became aware of and put into practice and was absolutely amazed by the results. I've known you for a long time, and I did not know you had a military and special forces background. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's one of those things that, especially in the beginning, I don't think I was all that comfortable sharing. Um, and as I dove down deep in the, in the book writing process, as you're aware of, um, uh, can really have you come face-to-face with a lot of different aspects that, um, at least for me, I wasn't necessarily planning on uh, putting in the first chapter of my book, for example. But as I mm-hmm. as I got closer to it, that kind of raw truth, that desire to be transparent and, and vulnerable um, uh, felt like a real opportunity for me and, and a real opportunity for the readers who, who have real uh, strong interest in this. Uh, kind of work. You know, it's interesting. I think Oprah started a revolution, right? The Gratitude Journal. Mm. And I think that 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 was so powerful because it introduced a concept in a tangible way that we all kind of know makes sense and could be powerful. And yet it, it still kind of becomes sort of white noise in the background of the spiritual practice when 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 it becomes too routine, too ordinary, when it kind of becomes what I would call sort of a hallmarky topic, this business about mm, gratitude. Sure. And yet you say gratitude saved your life. Like that's not yeah. white noise in the background. That's a very bold <laughs> and profound statement. So what do you mean by that? Well, uh, I could tell you uh, one of the stories um, I was uh, – I got a part-time book uh, bookstore job when I was um, after I was injured in the military. I was still in the military, but I only had to work half duty, so I only had to work four or five hours a day. So I had a lot of extra time, and I was like, "Oh, let me get this job," and it was wonderful, really great people. And I started reading the books. I started reading uh, Deepak Chopra and Louise Hay and Wayne Dyer, and um, I was reading Louise's Heal Your Life and. Uh, her talking about gratitude and appreciation and about how effective mm-hmm. it could be and how it could really shift your perspective. And uh, I was really at that time, I was super depressed and, and really sad and confused about where my life was going to go and what was going to happen to me. And was I going to be put on a ship? Was I going to get reconstructive shoulder surgery on both shoulders? Mm-hmm. Uh, like what was going to happen to me? And, um, so it was hard for me to see the forest for the trees, but I said, okay, let me just try this exercise. And I'm sitting there on my lunch break reading the book, and I just started thinking what were some of the things I was grateful for and really trying to focus my attention on those things. So I thought of some of my friends back home. I thought of the really nice woman I had just met a few weeks ago that gave me the job. I just started coming up with these really simple things that, all of us have in our lives. We all have some good things and some good people in our lives. And as I put my attention on those people, on those experiences and situations, 
I was absolutely amazed that within seconds, that kind of deep, dark kind of place that I thought that I was in started to slightly lift. And then I went through the process of thinking, I'm just kidding myself. I'm making it up. You know, this isn't real. I went through that whole stage. Uh, but something had me continue to come back to it and come back to it. So out of all the other things I was studying spiritual, because I was reading hours a day, I was I was really trying to find out what I was going to do. The practice that I got connected to was a gratitude practice and a meditation practice. And that turned out to be a really powerful combination. And so those were the two things that really led me out of the super dark place that I was in at that time. Mm-hmm. I think we often hear those two words in the same paragraph, at least, gratitude mm. and meditation. And yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of meditation, and a lot of people find meditation really difficult to access. You know, I hear it, yes. hundreds and thousands of reasons why meditation doesn't work for me. And all, all of that may or may not be legitimate. I mean, if you believe it, it is. But gratitude, right. in my experience, is never hard I mean, that's not true. It can be hard to access, but it's accessible in every moment. I mean, that experience that you had, like sitting at a table, you know, reading these books, you can almost always find something to reflect on in your past or your present that at least cracks the door to gratitude. It's it's a a much more accessible spiritual practice than almost anything else out there. Certainly for most people, it's an easier opening than meditation. Definitely. And I think that's, that's one of the, uh, that's why I ultimately think that I decided uh, the book that I was going to write was focused on gratitude because of that accessibility that you talk about, Lisa. It's, it's so true. We all have tough times in our lives. We've all gone through really dark times and and tragedies and and things like that. However, it doesn't mean that at some point in our lives, especially once we get into our, you know, 30s or 40s, that we haven't had some period of time or some experiences where people were nice to us or we had fun or someone was generous or something was inspiring. You know, if, if we're really honest with ourselves, I think that gratitude and appreciation are always accessible we have to be willing to direct our attention to those things and focus on them and let the painful thoughts just be over there for a little while. It doesn't mean we can't pick them back up if we feel we need to, but this idea of, of really immersing ourselves in kind of a, a grateful mindset can really be the thing to help lift us up and out just enough so we can see see and become a little bit more of the goodness, aware of the goodness in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I think that's critical because I think that, I mean, our natural state, I truly believe, is joy. And we're always, I mean, the human equilibrium is always trying to get back to its natural state. So we, I think it's, our natural state always directing us back to that place of peace or joy or some sort of harmonic resonance in our lives. And it, it doesn't take much. I mean, like you said, a little bit of gratitude, that change in mindset doesn't mean that all of that other stuff isn't going on. But if you can immerse yourself in it for a minute, and I don't mean that literally 60 seconds, but, uh, you know, if you can give it your attention for a minute, it gets a lot of momentum in terms of returning to our natural state of equilibrium. 
Um, so, I mean, but let's really talk about the how, because, I mean, again, back to Oprah with the gratitude journal, write five things you're grateful for today. And sure. I think that really works well for some people, and for some people that loses steam really quickly. Like, what does your gratitude practice look like now? Well, it's it's really evolved over, over the years. Uh, but one of the first things that I love to do is become grateful the moment I awaken. So I found that that really sets my day off in a very uh, uplifted, uh, powerful direction. And so that's that's one of the things I do every day and have done for many years now is I wake up and, and I really let my intuition guide me. I don't make it have to be about a certain thing. I kind of just know that that's my intention to become grateful. Sometimes my eyes are still closed, but I'm I'm waking up and and I start to think, oh, I'm I'm really grateful for this cozy warm bed that I'm in. I'm grateful I've got a roof over my head. I'm grateful that there's going to be a floor underneath my feet when I take them off the bed. I'm grateful that I'm alive today. You know, I really start with the basics, and then that often leads sometimes in just a few seconds to something really powerful, like I'm so grateful for my relationship with the universe. I'm so grateful that I'm a deliberate creator. And then in just four or five kind of um, self-affirming statements, my energy is just bursting to come out, go forth in the day and, and really give whatever it is I have to the day. And so that's become a really powerful uh, kind of process for me to start my day with, with gratitude. I think we underestimate what happens first thing during the day, by the way. And mm, I as agree. a self I should probably work harder in rewriting the story, but I'm not a morning person. Mm-hmm. And sure. the requirement of me is that that's intentional, like it's deliberate. If I start yeah. my day deliberately because it's not my natural way of waking up, if I mm-hmm. deliberately find that space of gratitude and appreciation, you're right. It changes the tone for the entire day. It does. Does but even with with the way you like to to awaken like that's kind of your your natural tendency to have like an easy slow beginning to your morning, I think I think kind of shifting the perspective there and saying like hey I'm really grateful that I have the opportunity to do what comes naturally, you know like like um, it, it's so interesting to me as I work with a lot of people on like setting up their their gratitude practice and and coaching them through it. It's, it doesn't have to be something that you're reaching for, you know. It can really be something that already is. And, and it can also be a, a self-acceptance and, and a self-appreciation practice as opposed to, you know, being grateful for some, like, big thing, someone that, you know, uh, gifted you a million dollars or, you know, your, your life partner or, or your children or wh- whatever it is. I mean, those are wonderful things to be grateful for. And, and I find really easy to be grateful for the people I'm closest to in life. But for whatever reason, sometimes I like to go a little bit in a different direction, which is just being grateful for who I am as I am without any change needing to be made. And, and it sounds like, um, uh, to me, when I say that, it's just a very soothing thought. Just, just relaxes me. Right. There's a lot of, there's a lot of acceptance in that. I like that a lot. So, I mean, is that it? I mean, you start your day with, in a 
meditative gratitude, or do you have other gratitude practices you roll out through the day? Sure. So I'm I'm a big fan of being grateful all day long. So uh, because it's uh, become second nature to me, um, what I do is is also uh, kind of the things to start my day that are a little later than than waking up. I often don't jump right into the shower after I wake up. I I've got the luxury of kind of starting my day the way that I like to, uh, and that's, you know, getting up and having some coffee and visiting with family and, and taking the time to do that and being grateful for that time. Um, but then when I get alone and it's like, okay, I'm going to go shower, I'm going to get ready, I'm going to brush my teeth and kind of go through that practice, uh, I have a lot of fun with that one because the bathroom time is often a time that we're alone, and I think it could be a really sacred space where we're, cleansing our body and, and, you know, feeling the water and the smells and the soaps and essential oils and things like that. Really great time for me to uh, be grateful is, is kind of this cleansing process, the, the daily ritual that most of us go through uh, at least once a day, sometimes twice a day, is, is that process of cleaning the body and being grateful to have a run in warm water and, and these really beautiful organic um, uh soaps and shampoos and toothpaste and things like that. And all of a sudden, gratitude actually morphs into an abundance practice for me oftentimes because as I become grateful, I begin to notice all the different abundant, prosperous things I have in my life, the computers that I have access to, the the house that I live in and the backyard and, and the access to wherever I want to go and the cars in the driveway or whatever it is. And I just I start to see this kind of sequential universe of abundance and beauty and gifts, blessings that are in my life. And so it really sets me up to, to do it that way. Um, you know, there's there's so many opportunities, I think, whether it's with our food, you know, to become grateful that we have food, especially having a, a mindset that, you know, uh, we've been blessed with it for, for lots of reasons. Uh, and then there are, of course, people who haven't uh, been blessed with those things, haven't been able to allow that abundance into their life. So just kind of appreciating that we have it. I send a little little wish for those who, who are hungry or wish that they had more food, you know, just just to hope that they're able to attract that into their lives. It's interesting to me, sort of that distinction. Sorry, I bumped my headset. I think a lot of times an abundance practice, I mean, in a law of attraction practice, sort of an abundance or a wealth practice, is very yeah. much based in the wanting of more, that I'm going to create mm-hmm. more, I'm attracting more. And what you're talking about, again, is much more centered, it's much more peaceful, and it's probably significantly more powerful in terms of an abundance process than the other side of that coin because it's it's rooted in an energy of beingness, of an already havingness, of attracting yes, more of yes. what you're appreciating. It's an abundance practice without the angsty energy of the resistance of what's not there. You're awesome. I love how you laid that down. I, I uh, just want to take a moment to appreciate you. You and I haven't gotten a chance to do this in some time, and uh, I'm just really grateful to be on your show again. It's, it's wonderful. And I I'm love, so excited to have and you I'm come join me. I'm grateful to have you. <laughs> it's great. So, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. So um, we, we're going to have desires, right? So uh, I 
find it really important to accept that we're just uh, uh, beings that will have desires, whether it's uh, for more abundance, more wealth, more money, more uh, better relationships, et cetera, more clients, et cetera. And that's natural, right? We, we've we experienced a little bit of a good thing, and, hey, you know, more sounds good, and the idea feels good. Yet when we start going for it, and as you said, the resistance comes up, we often wrestle, we often fight, we often get frustrated. And I think that's a perfect time to just say, let's put the brakes on, let's turn it around, let's relax and notice what we already have. And a gratitude practice fits right in. I mean, you know, the labels can interchange. Maybe somebody would feel more comfortable calling it an abundance practice, but they're really two parts of the same whole. So as you become grateful, you become more abundant. As you become more abundant, you become more grateful. It's just they, they really do work hand in hand. So I, I love how you said that because when people are just, I'm a deliberate creator, I'm going to make it happen, you know, they're, they're getting all that kind of angst-like energy, that that hard pain, no gain, striving kind of thing, like I'm going to work it to the bone. Man, mm-hmm. you know, grasping, being overly attached to what we do have and not wanting to let it go and flow and circulate. Yeah, it's it's really a, a practice that uh, once you let that go, um, life becomes so much more enjoyable. Right, I agree. And so can you give me some examples of how you've helped clients, people that you work with? I mean, I, mean, I imagine you help people that aren't even official clients, but I mean, how do you have sure. helped people by starting a gratitude? Sure. I mean, it, it's really interesting, uh, you know, how how those kind of stories have really amped up since the book came out a few months ago. Uh, so I'll, I'll give you one example. Uh, I had a book launch, and uh, we were blessed to have almost 400 people at a, a kind of a spiritual and awareness event here on Long Island. And I launched the book there and sold out of the books, and it was wonderful. I was really thankful for that. And I had this woman contact me a couple of weeks later, and she had been at the, the event, and, and she reached out to me, and she wanted to... Um, connect with me and find out more about what I was doing. And she thought there might be a correlation between our work and um, she hadn't read the book yet. And so we started talking and uh, she she loved what I had to say when I was up on stage speaking. And, and uh, once she read the book, she calls me up and says, you've changed my life. And I was like, I have, (laughs) that's so great. Tell me about it. How did I change your life? And so she says, I, just never thought about gratitude as this thing that we can do all day throughout our day. It's like, I've even kept gratitude journals in the past, and and it was a really nice exercise. You know, at the end of the day, I would pick three things, and I'd write, you know, a short sentence or uh, or a few sentences about each one, and, and it was a nice feeling, but then it was done. It was like I put it away, and that was it. I never thought about it again. She said, you're talking about gratitude almost as a a way of going through life gratefully through life and I said that's you're you've got it that's that's really uh, you know it's a little bit of the graduate program but yes that's that's it she said I just realized that there's always going to be something for me to be grateful for so if I'm if I'm in the car but I'm in traffic and it's frustrating I can be grateful that I'm not in the accident that's a couple miles down or whatever 
I'm actually safe here in my car, even though I have to practice some patience. She said, as I read your stories, as I read the practices, all of a sudden I realized that no matter what's going on, if I'm alive and breathing, there's something to be grateful for. And mm-hmm. uh, so that that was pretty cool. And one of the real beautiful things that's come out of that is that uh, she's a videographer and uh, she wants to put together a documentary about the book and this gratitude practice and the whole thing. So so we're working on that. So it's a really exciting project that's coming through as well. It's interesting. What she picked up there, and I think that there's there's a nuance, but it's worth really stating the obvious. Okay, So I'm going to mm. state the obvious right now. What yeah, she picked do. up, which is what you're talking about, is there's a difference between gratitude as a practice or an exercise, let's say an exercise, and mm. gratitude mm-hmm. as a practice in terms of a way of being. Like the distinction mm. is an exercise is something that you do at the end of the day for 10 minutes, and the practice of gratitude, like that is a way of being in your life. It's gratitude yes. as a compass point or a, a lens, I guess, is even a better way of putting it, I'm going to look at everything through these glasses of gratitude. That's very, very different than a gratitude journal or a let's list 100 things we're grateful for that comes and goes. The beingness really is the powerful sort of epicenter of change. That's what the universe responds to in terms of dominant vibration. Mm. You are speaking my language. That's a love language if I ever heard one, Lisa. It's beautiful. (laughs) I, really, and I think really we, beautiful. What we, what we hope is that those exercises will shift us to that place. But it's like sometimes we get caught up in the exercise and we forget that what we're really shooting for is that beingness in the first place. Yes. Yeah, so what I often do is I work with most of my coaching clients on the phone and, and you know, we do like a live gratitude exercise and and instead of them just writing it down they also tell me what they're writing and and we talk about it and they say so what are you feeling right now oh, i'm actually feeling a little frustrated about this or that that's going on in my life i said wait a second you just wrote about how grateful you are to you know your life partner for all the love and care and dedication and you know beauty that you've had in your life are, are you feeling it and she said no i, I just i know it's something mm-hmm. i'm grateful for but so there's that beingness, right, the lack of really feeling it. And and that's mm-hmm. also a little bit of the graduate course, right, because, you know, spiritual seekers, uh, self-developers, uh, deliberate creators, when beginning of the path, it's about kind of doing what teachers say. So if I do what they say, then I'm going to have everything I want. I'm going to be happy. I'll find love, et cetera, et cetera. But what I think you elucidated so beautifully is that we need to be our way along the journey. Because if we're not mm-hmm. being it through feeling it, uh, we're missing the mark big time. And and that's a, a really helpful practice to come back to is, you know, if you're going to do your gratitude journal, your list of 100, whatever it is, don't forget to invite in your heart because if you leave your heart out and it's just an intellectual exercise I mean if it's your first time I mean by all means just kind of be be happy you're doing it right just be happy you're going through the motions don't don't have to get uh, too tough on yourself to, to go so deep but if you're doing this after a few weeks or a few months or for a lot of us years 
and you're not really mm-hmm. feeling the practice as you're doing it, if you don't feel like you're becoming what you're affirming, what you're aiming for, what you're attempting to allow in, then there's there's some uh, a real opportunity to get more aware of how the process is working because you're probably putting in a lot of time and effort and, and have these hopes and dreams and expectations that are not being fulfilled. And getting disappointed or frustrated that the tools aren't working. I think particularly with yeah. gratitude practice, but for those of us who do these kinds of exercises for years, like sometimes we don't even notice that we're not activating the feeling of the exercise. It's become mm, such a yes. such a habit to I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle these things off, I'm gonna do this exercise. And we we don't notice that it's become habitual and we're not activating the feeling. So I wanna pause for just a second and take a quick commercial break. And then I wanna come back and talk about sure. the science of gratitude because that science lights me up. You know I love science. We'll be right back. I love it. There is no choice in life that will have more impact on your happiness than who you choose to share it with. Everyone wants to find that one big love. However, most people are looking for that love kind of like they would play the lottery. Finding great love is not a game of chance. Score Your Soulmate by Lisa M. Hayes is a by-the-numbers guide to finding the love of your life and creating a life you love. Score Your Soulmate is a step-by-step soulmate finding formula that anyone can follow. What you will get along the way is a swoon-worthy life you'll want to share with that perfect someone. You can find Score Your Soulmate on Amazon or your local bookstore. Get your copy and start your journey to happily ever after today. I'll tell you what I'm grateful for right now is that neither one of my dogs are actually doing the freight train, nor so good for them. Um, let's talk about let's talk about science. It's it Let's is do it. it's one of my favorite things. I think, I mean, there have been, I don't know, thousands probably of studies on gratitude and science and the effects that it has on the brain and the effects that that has on potentially the field. But tell me a little bit about what you know about the science and gratitude. Sure, sure. So there's there's a handful of studies that I focus time on. Uh, one I think you'll have a whole lot of fun with is uh, the one having to do with opening the door to more relationships um, and deeper relationships. So uh, the simple words, authentically said words of saying thank you more often for people like really instilling that into their life and making sure that they're doing that whole feeling thing that we talked about was proven to increase the sheer amount of actual relationships that people have. So connecting them more to their community, their family, their society, their their work friends, as well as deepening the relationships that they already had. And I thought that I'm a big relationship person, people person. Like like my life, if you take my relationships away, I'm I'm really not the same person. My my life is filled so much by all of my friendships, my love relationships my client relationships, the people who work with me on my team for the digital marketing company, you know, all of those relationships are what fill my life with so much joy and beauty. So when I saw this study, I was really kind of blown away by it. I thought that that was just super, super cool. It's, it's, it's huge. And I mean, as an LOA relationship coach, it's, it's, 
so profoundly powerful, and yet it's incredibly simple. Like, it's so simple that oftentimes when you pitch that concept to people, they're like, oh, whatever. And yet yes. it's, it's relationship transforming, and it, it can happen so incredibly quickly that it, mm. it feels like magic. It really does. And, and being on the other side of it, so years ago uh, when my wife and I weren't married yet and we were just getting together and, you know, we're a few years in, I remember having this conversation with her and, and kind of feeling like, hey, I do all these things and sometimes she just doesn't even acknowledge them. And I, I remember saying, hey, um, do me a favor. You know, the next time you notice that I did something nice and you actually appreciate it, just say thank you. Like, I don't need a big, you know, I don't need a parade. I just want some acknowledgement that, that you noticed it or, or, you know, that kind of thing. And let me tell you, when she started saying thank you, it changed our whole relationship. It really did. It inspired me to want to do that and a hundred times more. There's something really powerful in in this idea of feeling appreciated, knowing that kind of the efforts we make and, and the, the intentions that we have, especially for the people we're close to, that we're appreciated and acknowledged. And, and a simple thank you can really open the door to miracles as far as I'm concerned. One of the most controversial episodes, back to Oprah, one of the most controversial episodes Oprah ever did was she interviewed a panel of I think it was 50 men who had had affairs. And what they walked away from that panel with was a very, I wouldn't say unanimous, but an overriding sort of realization that the primary reason men had affairs was because they didn't feel appreciated at home. And womankind in the world was really pissed about that. (laughs) I mean, it, it was an extremely controversial episode and I understand that. I mean, when you get down to something like an affair, you, I mean, there's, it's really easy to draw the line that says victim and villain, and there's no excuse for that behavior, and there may be truth in that. It's really hard to accept that we bear some responsibility for our parts of, I don't know, all of that stuff. But when we distill it down to its most, it, that message, that sort of opportunity to hear that to its most basic form, it's like, Gratitude and appreciation is relationship insurance. It's that simple. It is. Wow. What a great term. You've got to, you've got to own that one, my friend. That's perfect. No, <laughs> there's the next book title, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so so interesting, right? I mean, I'm sure most of us have been there. You know, when, when we're in a relationship and it's, you know, in theory, a, a dedicated, focused relationship, but you don't feel appreciated, man, that that thing's going to have a tough time getting off the ground. It's really going to have a tough mm-hmm. time continuing in a positive direction because that that bit of appreciation is, is almost like the, the, the magic fairy dust that keeps things going in really great directions, that, that creates these opportunities for uh, those those real deep moments of intimacy because – I mean, how can you have a, a real deep moment of intimacy or, or experience, extended experience of intimacy with someone that you don't feel really appreciates you? Right. I, I mean, they may get me you, physically, you, you, but they're not getting me emotionally. You know what I mean? If they, I don't you feel don't feel seen. Right. Yeah. That, and I think that that's such an important 
thing to really, again, kind of distill. Like if we love somebody, if you care about somebody, and I mean, we could be just talking about humans in general, but particularly somebody that you interact with in your life, gratitude is a very free and generous gift. I mean, it's the most profoundly generous thing we can do for somebody, and it takes very little actual effort, and it's absolutely free. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. I was I was at a an abundance workshop recently that my friend was putting on, so I went to support him. We were talking about the whole thing, and he pointed me out in the in the crowd and said, "You know, hey Matt, what do you what do you have to share about this topic of of abundance?" And um, you know, I said I said one of the best ways that we can um, receive is by giving, and it has nothing to do with uh, money or material or anything else. You can just simply give your kindness, and, and we always and give some kindness. And, and that's kind of how I feel about appreciation and gratitude in a relationship, especially a romantic, dedicated, you know, got this focus on like a long-term building a life together kind of relationship. If you're grateful to that person and authentically express it to them repetitively, consistently, that is going to be like a water on stone emotional effect that is just going to bring you closer and closer and closer together. Mm-hmm. And anyway, we could talk about this forever. It also causes you to be present in the relationship in a different way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can mm-hmm. say to my husband, I love you a hundred times a day. And I mean that a hundred times a day, but it's still really yeah. easy to say without a lot of presence. It's, it's a very overused term. But if I'm, if I'm looking for ways to express my gratitude, I have to be present to what is to identify those things that I'm grateful for. Like it brings me down into the moment of my relationships in a way that makes me be there. That it, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost impossible to access any other way. And it keeps me oriented. I mean, from a law of attraction standpoint, let's get down to that part of it. If I'm looking for the things I'm grateful for about my child, about the bank teller, about my husband, and I'm I'm looking for those things, I'm identifying those things, I'm acknowledging those things, that's a trifecta in terms of law of attraction. Big time. Really is. Really is. Because no matter what we're doing in our lives, we're creating patterns, right? And, And as we create these appreciative patterns in our lives or or deepen them. You know, hopefully they're already there to some degree. But regardless, whether we're starting off or we're deepening the practice, what we're doing from a law of attractive perspective is just vibrating more and more the frequency of what we love, what we're happy about, Mm -hmm. what we appreciate. And all we become is a magnet for those things in the future moments of our life, in the future years of our lives, as opposed to the, the other direction, right? We can focus on what we want to complain about and what frustrates us, and all that does is keep everything that we want from us. So it's, it becomes pretty logical uh, as, a, as a seasoned LOA practitioner to, to really start this practice of, of attempting to find all the things that make us happy because that's what that's what gratitude is, right? We, we become grateful and thankful and appreciate things that make us feel good. And, you know, if we listen to Abraham or any of the other great law of attraction teachers, what do they talk about? Find a better feeling thought. 
Well, every time you appreciate something, you've found a better feeling thought. They also tell us, go for feeling good. Go for joy. Well, what does that do? When you're really authentically grateful for something, you're feeling that little bit of joy about that experience, that person, that, that thing, that bank teller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you don't believe in law of attraction, sounds like hooey out there to you, and you're rolling your eyes at the law of attraction conversation. I mean, what we know from the science of psychology, what we know from the science of, like, the study of brain science, beyond yes. sort of what happens in the field, if we're just looking at what happens inside your head, the chemistry inside your brain, a practice of, of gratitude smooths the waters to anxiety, it smooths the waters of depression, it smooths the waters of anger and frustration. I mean, from a brain chemistry standpoint, it's huge because we end up with these sort of neurochemical habits that repeat themselves over and over again. And a practice of gratitude builds much more positive and much more effective neurochemical habits that have positive and effective impacts on our lives. Beautifully put, and and that's the patterns we're talking about, right? We're talking about the patterns within the field, of course, but then also the patterns, as you said, in our brain, you know, having those synapses and dendrites and all of the amazing circuitry of the brain kind of Mm -hmm. setting up those pathways to be repeated. I mean, the, the brain plasticity for anyone who is a science geek like us that wants to, like, go into that, just looking at just recently, in the last couple of years, the, mm-hmm. the monumental studies that have come out about brain plasticity. I mean, you go back five years and you're, you're like in the dark ages of brain plasticity. You go into just the last year or two, you can start to see that uh, essentially uh, a lot of these self-development techniques and spiritual techniques and law of attraction, philosophy, mindset techniques, the, the Greg Bradens of the world and divine matrix and you start to see how all these things are actually true, real, and measurable. And that just becomes super inspiring to me. It's one of the interesting positive side effects of a really terrible thing. I mean, we've had more opportunities from modern-day science perspective to study the effects of PTSD and anxiety and things like that as a result of research that has been done in the BA system where, like you said, we've laid over some of these thousands-of-year-old ancient techniques in modern scientific environments and been able to study the effects, and it's profound and measurable. We're not guessing yes. anymore about what these right. old, you know, ancient science or ancient spiritual philosophies have told us. So That's right. it's all huge. So it, I wanna, it really is. Oh, you know, Please, you go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, just, let's... Just, <laughs> <laughs> you okay. speak. Okay, I'm going to be quiet. You speak. <laughs> well, I was just going to ask you for kind of wrap-up thoughts. Like, give us some final sure. thoughts some sort of wrap around the edges as we're kind of working our way towards the end of our time here. Sure, sure. Well, um, since we're, we're getting to that, that place, you know, for anyone who's interested in finding out more about me, they can go to the livinggratitudebook.com and there you can connect to my podcast and everything else about me, blogs, etc. Um, but but my my real uh, mission uh, after writing this book, it's funny because I, I knew I was going to write the book, but I didn't really have the mission 
until I saw how many people it's helped, um, and and kind of kind of this swell of of uh, appreciation for the, the the philosophy I have, and is that um, I'm on an absolute mission to share this with any and everybody. So I just want to put it out there that regardless of you know your your financial situation or your relationship situation. I will help you with a gratitude practice. If we have to do it over email or, or however it has to be done, I want to donate my time to help people with this because it means so much to me and uh, it's become a big part of what I'm doing and, and what inspires me. Uh, we've, we've, uh, I don't think I've got a chance because I haven't talked to you since I started this group, but I've created a nonprofit group called Soul Brothers and Soul Sisters at we get together to uh, share emotional and spiritual practices with one another and meditate and hang out. But then we take that and we bring it into the communities and um, help uh, the homeless. We help uh, kids with cancer, et cetera. And so it's kind of taking this gratitude practice, this acknowledgement of all the abundance we have in our lives, and then giving it back to the people who clearly don't um, uh, have things going quite as well as they'd like it in their lives. And, and so what I'd, I'd love to share is that this whole journey that you can get on really appreciating your life, kind of shifting your focus to noticing what is there rather than what isn't, can lead you to all sorts of places you never imagined that actually help hundreds, if not thousands of other people as well as your own life. So stepping into this space isn't just about trying to make my life better or make myself happier or get the guy or, you know, get the million or what, whatever that is, it's really so much grander than that. So I, I just share that to say, hey, your journey could go in all sorts of places that you never dreamed of that you absolutely love once you start this kind of a practice. I love it. I do very, very much. All right, one more time. Where can everybody find you? TheLivingGratitudeBook.com is, is the book's website, and MattOGradyCoaching.com is my coaching website. Thank you, Lisa, so much. I really, really appreciate it. It was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. And I will just say, Matt's the real deal. So if you're looking for guidance on this, I mean, it's it's such, it's it's simple, but, I mean, getting a little bit of support and help kind of getting into practice, getting, you know, figuring out your sweet spots, finding your footing here, Matt, Matt's the real deal. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here, my thank friend. You, Big Lisa. love to you. Absolutely beautiful. My best to you and yours, and I'll talk to you very soon. Thank you. Okay. What if nothing had to change for you to love the body you have right now? Everyone says you need to love yourself, but if you don't know how, self-love feels like a sugary sentiment that doesn't really mean anything. Body Love Boot Camp will teach you the mechanics of self-love. You will learn to treat yourself and your body like you are worthy of love, not later, but now. Loving your body now doesn't mean you've given up on change. It means you're treating your body with the kind of respect that change is made from. So, if you're ready to get off that diet roller coaster thrill ride once and for all, check out Body Love Boot Camp today. www.bodylovebootcamp.com The body of your dreams just might be the one you have today. www.bodylovebootcamp.com Thanks for listening to Love, Life, Life, and
Love of Attraction. Tune in next week to learn more about how to find the love of your life. Love and life you love.